With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. I want to thank our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America has everything you need. A premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL and NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. If you're looking for rookie sensations, they've got that. How about timeless legends? They've got that. Panini America also breaking new ground on NIL, featuring the biggest names. Caitlin Clark's in there, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and so many more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. Some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands. They got Prism, Select, Donruss, and so many more. And you got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program, Hour One on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Come on in, stay a while. We'll chop up last night's Cowboys win over the Eagles. Look ahead to what the next seven to eight games are going to look like for the Dallas Cowboys. And if you're a Cowboy fan, you're going to like what I'm going to tell you. Brandon Staley of the Chargers, head coach. Five years ago, he was coaching a game against Heidelberg, I believe. He's now coaching the Chargers fresh off a win in Kansas City. The uh, former University of Dayton grad will join us a little bit later on as well. Poll question, play of the day, stat of the day. Your phone calls are welcome. Operator, Marvin standing by. You can also tweet and uh, you can email as well. All the above. Say good morning to Peacock, our streaming partner. Download the app and watch for free all three hours. And also our radio affiliates, we're close to 400 cities around America that take this award-nominated program. We knew the Cowboys' offense was going to be good. That's no surprise. We wanted to see how healthy Dak Prescott was going to be. Looks like he has put that injury behind him. The questions were on defense. Despite having big names, and it feels like when you play for the Cowboys, you get maybe uh, an overinflated self-worth there because you're like, wow, you start for the Cowboys. Yeah, the defense. Ooh, historically bad last season. But the defense last night was the co-star. An impressive win over the Eagles. Two interceptions. He had a pick six. And Jalen Hurts struggled all night long. 
New defensive coordinator Dan Quinn getting rave reviews, and rightfully so. The offense is outstanding, but if this team is going to go anywhere in the playoffs, the defense is going to play a large role. And Micah Parsons, wherever they line him up, he might be their version of T.J. Watt. Just line him up and let him go. But uh, the Eagles are a rebuilding team, even if they don't admit it. But it seems like a long time ago when Dak Prescott started out 13-3. and That was his rookie season. And it felt like Dallas was building towards being a contender. That was 2016. Cowboy fans, got to have your hopes up. Maybe you're headed in the right direction and can finally live up to the hype that's always surrounding this team. And you start to look at their schedule down the road. And I thought that they could be 8-2 and two after 10 games. They had the loss against Tampa, although they played them pretty well. You win in Los Angeles against a very good Charger team. You blow out the Eagles, and rightfully so. Then you have Carolina. Good defense. A little better offense than you probably expect. Then you have the Giants. You can win both of those games, though. Those are at home. You're at New England. I don't know what New England's going to look like by then. You're at Minnesota. Your guess is as good as mine as to what kind of Minnesota team shows up there. Denver, uh, new and improved, and then you host Atlanta, and then you're at Kansas City. Okay. You could be 8-2. and two. And I think that if you're a Cowboy fan, you would take that, 8-2. and two. You're in a bad division. Take advantage of it. You shouldn't lose any of those games. Now, you will. You'll get picked off by somebody, but that's where you win those games. And that gives you how many wins this year? 11, 12, maybe, maybe 13. You've got to get a home field advantage here, at least for one game. That's the most important part of all of this. When you start to handicap who's going to the Super Bowl, I start with who's going to have the best record, who's going to have home field advantage, who takes advantage of their division. And that's where Dallas has to take advantage of who they play in their division. Same with the Packers. That's why I thought the Packers were going to go to the NFC title game because they play in a bad division. Take advantage of that bad division with the Lions and the Bears. Vikings, you know, you're not quite sure what you're getting. Jekyll and Hyde there. But when they're good, they can be really good. But we've seen them be inconsistent. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP Show. McLovin, do you have uh, something for me? By the way, Trayvon Diggs has established himself as a very, very good cornerback around the league. Now, do I think that that pick six was an amazing you know, uh, play by him? No. I thought that uh, Devontae Smith cost Jalen Hurts there. He just seems like he's a little more fragile off the line where you can knock him off his path. And uh, that's why, you know, when this first started, when Devontae Smith was going to win the Heisman, and I said to you, I got an NFL scout who said, Jamar Chase will be better than Devontae Smith in the NFL. And it caught, you know, a lot of people off guard because they're, wait, he's the Heisman Trophy winner. Jamar Chase didn't even play the previous year. I just said, I'm only going by what the scout has told me. Devontae Smith is having a hard time getting off the line of scrimmage, you can body him a little bit. Jamar Chase is off to a very good start for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, Paul. If any commentator, any analyst says Devontae Smith isn't big enough to play in the NFL, we have to quash that because remember when anyone would criticize him for that uh, last spring? Yeah. They, it, you got lit up. Oh, he's not too small. Don't worry about it. Shut up. He's going to be great. 
It, it was uh, people told you to stop even saying that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I don't know how good he's going to be. I just know he was the, the difference maker in college football last year, and he deserved the Heisman Trophy. But you almost have to get him in motion where, where you can't put your hands on him. And I'll talk to Chris Sims about that. He'll join us coming up. Where how do you use Devontae Smith so you can take advantage of that extra gear he has when he turns the corner? But Jamar Chase is a far more physical, imposing receiver. And you're seeing him, you know, once he figured out that there's no white line on the, uh, on the football like it is in college, he seems to be focusing in on catching the football. The first three games of the season scoring touchdowns. Uh, what else do you have, McLovin? Okay, on the Cowboys, uh, what is going to screw them up eventually in the playoffs? Is it going to be Mike McCarthy with a mm. mental error? Is it going to be the officials a la the Des Bryant catch? Or is the defense going to fall apart? Because we know something always happens in the playoffs. It's hard to have a bad night when you win 41-21. But I think Mike McCarthy had a bad night. Because you're going into halftime and you're going, when Peyton is yelling, Mike, got to call a timeout. Got to get a timeout. I think the official went over to McCarthy just to kind of help him out and go, uh, you're going to call a timeout? Dude? And then he waved him off. And I went, uh, that's not good, Mike. And I, most teams have a clock guy. I don't know if Dallas does, where they go, okay, take the timeout now, then uh, we'll wait, and then we'll take a timeout here. I'm watching last night, felt like Mike McCarthy knew as much as I did. And I'm going, uh, Mike, call a timeout. And then Peyton goes, call, Mike, call a timeout. Yeah, McLovin. Andy Reid was famously the worst yes. at this. And yes. McCarthy, I think, is a... Uh, mentee of Andy Reid. They need a clock guy. Then they eventually hired a clock guy. Because what Peyton said makes a lot of sense. Hey, we're going to call a timeout. I want to show my offense that I have so much confidence in them. We're going we're to get one more chance before the end of the first half. Now, I know it's not a big deal because you won, but to me, it's a big deal. Sometimes it's a microcosm. When it comes down to, is my coach going to out-coach your coach? I don't know that if I'm a Cowboys fan. You want the offense to be supported. You want to have all that confidence to say, hey, guys, I'm going to get the ball back. You know, let's go in and score again. It's almost like Mike McCarthy was saying, no, no, we're good. No, you know, let's just go into halftime. Small thing, but small things lead up to a big game when you have a big moment like that. And how much confidence are you going to have? This program brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. You can upgrade to a Dollar Shave Club six-blade razor for a noticeably smooth shave thanks to their six precision-cut stainless steel blades. You can find Dollar Shave Club in stores. Ask for it or go online, dollarshaveclub.com. And we listen to you with Penny's Bang Biscuits. We have two different sizes now, the big size treats for a bigger dog, but now we have the smaller ones. Uh, for your uh, your little critters, the biscuits are handmade from scratch using healthy, all-natural ingredients. They're so good. Tyler snacks on them during the show. 20% of all Bang Biscuit sales will be given back to hand-picked partners in the pet industry. All right, McLovin, anything else? Yeah, okay. Who is the most dangerous, non-obvious NFC contender? So I'm taking the Bucks out, I'm taking the Rams out, and I'm going to take the Packers out. If I gave you these teams, who is the most dangerous? The Dallas Cowboys, the New Orleans Saints the undefeated Carolina Panthers, uh, or the Arizona Cardinals. I'm also not putting the Niners in that list because I think maybe they're kind of obvious. So who's like the, the team that not everyone picked in the preseason who could emerge? The Saints. I think we thought that Dallas could win their division. You know, the Saints are in there with Carolina. I thought Atlanta was going to be much improved. And then you have Tampa Bay. 
And the Saints defense looks legitimate. It's going to come down to, can Jameis Winston not lose games for you? The Saints still have a pretty good team. But they, you know, they don't have Michael Thomas yet. But I don't know how good they're going to be. I don't, I don't know what the ceiling is. Dallas has, there's no glass ceiling with their offense. It feels like, and Zeke ran well last night. Uh, Pollard, I like a lot. You know, but you're averaging over five yards a carry. Like, if you can do that, now all of a sudden play action works. Uh, looks like, you know, they found a tight end in Schultz. They, they got weapons there. They got speed on the outside. And Dak looked wonderful. He looked great. But it's against Philadelphia. And I like what they did against Tampa in Tampa opening night. I think if you're looking at who had a great month of September, Dallas is up there on the list. I, I really believe that. Uh, and they found a defensive star, too. Diggs and Parsons. You, know, you have an impact player up front, and you have a great defensive back. This is what the Rams have. Not to say that Aaron Donald, you know, Jalen Ramsey, that the Dallas Cowboys have, you know, the equivalent. They don't. But if you have that one impact guy rushing and you have that one defensive back who's a lockdown corner, that's really, really valuable. As you go into the postseason, do I have a guy who can make a play? Do we have a couple of guys who can make a play? Because these playoff games come down to did you stop them or, or did you not? Really, that's what it comes down to. All of these games. It feels like, except for the Super Bowl, and that was a blowout. Yeah, McLovin. And they, they're injured all over the place. They'll get Lyle yeah. Collins back. They'll get some of these defensive veterans back. Yeah. It's, uh, they could be even better. So the Cowboys roll three touchdown passes for Dak. The wide receiver Josh Gordon reinstated, and he picked the Chiefs, which was interesting. I didn't know he got to pick where he wanted to go, but Josh Gordon who back in 2013 had one of the great seasons in recent memory for a wide receiver. That's a long time ago. Long time ago. I think he had 1,600 yards that season. Yeah, Paulie. Yeah, 2013, he was 22 years old. 87 catches, 1,650 yards, 19 yards of reception. Yeah. Led the league. But he's been with the Patriots. He's been with Seattle. He's been in and out of the league. And he's going to... Go to the Chiefs. Yeah, let's see. Anything else that we need to mention here before we get to Chris Sims? Yes, McLovin. I have a poll option. Are you going to miss Eli and Peyton are off for the next three weeks per their contract? Are you going to miss that second telecast for Monday Night Football? Yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I don't, I don't need the guest. You know, sometimes it's night. LeBron last night was interesting because it's LeBron. He's talking football. Although LeBron wanted to show off, I think, for Peyton and Eli. You know, when you know when when you're getting to that second level, you know, and all, I'm like, oh, okay. I thought he was going to, you know, take a, cut off the uh, top of the muffin or whatever it is, or cover two, whatever it is. But you know, I remember guys who lived in the Cleveland area who talked about LeBron as a football player when he was in high school, and it, that he was all state. And, uh, you know, he was asking, you know, did anybody approach him? The Cowboys did. He brought up Seattle Seahawks with Pete Carroll during the lockout. Um, but do I think LeBron could have played in the NFL? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, put him at tight end. I mean, he can run. He's big. He got good hands. Like, uh, what am I missing here? If these, if these other failed basketball players are playing tight end, why wouldn't LeBron be able to play? Unless... 
you take that first hit and you're like, I don't like this. Because that's what happens. Sometimes it's like, wow, that hurt. Yeah, Todd. Yeah, he did admittedly say after getting banged up a bunch of things, like, I don't need this. I could just play basketball. I don't got to deal with getting tackled and banged around like that. Yeah. He complains about calls in the NBA where you're like, you know, somebody smacks your hand or something. <laughs> you imagine in the NFL, if you put NBA guys in the NFL and had them complain about contact, that would be great. Like, come on, you got to call that. After every play. Yeah, Paul. They showed a clip of LeBron in high school, and he's got big shoulder pads, mm. and he's probably seven inches taller than the defensive back next to him. It looks like a movie where they let a 30-year-old <laughs> play with a bunch of kids. All right. Uh, what are we going to settle on, McLevin? I think we should do the most non-obvious contender, because I find your Saints call very interesting. I think they might win that, Paul. Well, I, I want to see a little bit more of Dallas, but I like what I'm seeing so far, that if the offense is really good – Chews up the clock. I keep that defense off the field. This was how they were successful when they went 13 and three. I mean, that's that. My defense isn't great, not even good. It, let's keep them all. Let, let's reduce the exposure level. Yeah, McLeod. But do you have tr- trouble trusting them sure. from the pass? Um, I like Dak. I'm not big on Zeke. I want to see these receivers in a big game, big moment. How do they do? Um, and then, you know, Parsons is fascinating. Uh, undersized, going into the draft, you know, my source said, you know, the Cowboys would be lucky to get him. I mean, that that's the guy they should be going after. It's just Dallas, you know, with Jerry, Jerry loves offense, and you need defense. Uh, Diggs was his second-round pick, I believe. You know, not even a first-round pick. But I like what I'm seeing. But if you get those easy wins, it's hard to get an easy win in the NFL. But if you breeze through Philadelphia, the Giants, Washington may be not the team we thought they were going to be, then that's the difference. You know, the Chiefs have a tough division here. Tampa with the Saints and Carolina may be a little tougher than people expected. Green Bay should have an easier time in that division, certainly with the Bears and the Lions. That's what you're looking for. Uh, The Rams, that's a tough division, top to bottom. That's rival, you know, the AFC West. You, you know, how many wins can you get and you get home field advantage? We'll take a break. Uh, we'll talk to Chris Sims on loan from uh, NBC Sports. He'll join us coming up and uh, we'll get to your phone calls. Settle on our poll question. Glad you're part of the program. It's 17 after the hour here on the Dan Patrick Show. Simply safe home security. Simply safe just launched their new wireless outdoor security camera. That's right. Simply safe. The system that U.S. News and World Report names, quote, best home security system of 2021. Got even better. Brand new outdoor security camera engineered with all the advanced tech and security features that you want and uh, need to help keep you and your family safe. It's ultra wide, 140 degree field of view, so you can watch all over the entire yard. Uh, The uh, 1080 HD resolution. Uh, eight time zoom. I mean, this is great. You can zoom in, clearly see faces, license plates that are, you know, crucial if something ever happens. Uh, built in spotlight, color night vision. Keep an eye on what's going on day and night. They think of everything. Love, love Simply Safe Home Security. Learn more about the exciting new Simply Safe wireless outdoor security camera. Visit simplysafedan.com. Celebrating this new camera, offering 20% off your entire new system and your first month of monitoring service free. That's simplysafedan.com. 
Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. We know that quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for you and your partner whenever you want. Two beds in one, firmer or softer on each side, you decide. And it helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature as well, quiets their snoring, so you stay sleeping comfortably all night long. Sleep Number does everything. My Sleep Number setting is 75 Sleep Number Smart Beds learn how you sleep. They provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. You will never need another bed. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, our Twitter handle at dpshow. I gave this to ESPN a couple of weeks ago. They're still not capitalizing on it. You have Monday Night Football, you have Manning Night Football. Just call it Manning Night Football. I was watching last night. It's free. You know, you don't even have to give credit. It's yours, Manning Night Football. Here's LeBron James joining Peyton and Eli last night, talking about NFL teams interested in signing him. 
Jerry Jones offered me a contract. Also, uh, Pete Carroll did uh, as well in Seattle during our lockout time. And it definitely got my blood flowing again, got my mind racing again, thinking about the game of football, you know, being out there on Sundays. You know, we was able to get a deal done in the NBA, and I was back on the court in no time. But I definitely thought about it. I still got the jersey, too, that uh, Jerry and Pete Carroll sent me from uh, 2011. I love this conversation because football guys get so territorial when you say, hey, how would Shaq do as a football player? Oh, he wouldn't be good at all. How would uh, Allen Iverson do? Oh, he wouldn't be good at all. I'm like, uh, Iverson would have been Michael Vick and probably better if you ask Michael Vick. And LeBron, oh, LeBron, once you get hit, I'm like, okay, he's going to hit you too. Let's see if Chris Sims is territorial. Pro Football Talk Live co-host and, of course, Football Night in America analyst, two-sports star in high school. How would LeBron do as an NFL player? If I put him at tight end, Chris. I I have a hard time thinking he wouldn't be a really good tight end. I mean, if that's what he decided to put all his interests in and go that route, yeah, I, I would think he'd be able to pull that off. You know, the, the one thing that I always come to with guys like that, you know, even though, hey, Gronk, right, he's six six and a half, six seven. LeBron's six eight plus. Yeah. The the issue those guys fall into, Dan, is their knees will be just headhunted. That's really the only thing that I would ever be concerned about. I know LeBron James can play tight end and do that. Just nobody, he's just going to, he's so long and so, you know, just high cut wasted. That's where it gets dangerous for those guys because every safety and linebacker is going to go right at those knees and that's where it gets dangerous. But you have football players. They played basketball in college, and then they come into the NFL. That doesn't happen the other way around, Chris, where somebody plays college basketball uh, or college football, and they go, you know, I'd like to play in the NBA. No, no, you're right. It, it does not It does not happen. Well, I mean, usually, hey, it's, you know, NBA got some freaky guys, and there's a lot of – my dad and I have this conversation a lot. We'll go watch good high school basketball games and see a guy that's – you know, a six-six center, you know, in a high school basketball game in New Jersey, right? And he's a high, and then we go and look at each other and go, man, he's he's blowing it. He'll just be another guy in basketball, but he could be a tight end, or if he <laughs> decides to put weight on, he'll be an unbelievable left or right tackle in the NFL. He's wasting his time trying to play center in the NBA. You're right. You see that more, I think, on that side than than vice versa. Do I think there's like? some receivers and DBs and tight ends in the NFL who decided to like, oh, I want to play NBA basketball. I could do it. I certainly do. You know, I look at Russell Westbrook in the NBA and go, man, if he wanted to play receiver and be one of the best in football back in high school, he could have done that too. So uh, I do think it's the two sports with the most athletic freaky guys uh, as far as sports are concerned. How would Shaq have done in the NFL? I mean, he'd be uh, he'd be unbelievable. How, I, it's almost like I, it's in, inconceivable. I don't even know what to think. Like he'd be impossible to run around if he was a left tackle. Like how could you ever get around him? He's got good feet, and even if you think he got the edge, his arms are like six feet long. He'd push you by guys. So I, I, I guess the biggest thing with him is could he get down in the three point stands <laughs> and react to the quickness and everything of that nature? Like again. Now, Shaq is a really big human, 7'1", right? 330 pounds in his career. Again, that's really big and strong, but let's not forget, in the NBA, in the NFL, you got a lot of guys who are 6'4 and 6'5 and 300 pounds and got a lower center of gravity, and I do think we'll be able to push him around maybe more than we think just because of the way he's built. But, 
You know, he could probably do it. He's such a freak of nature. All right. Any concerns if you're a Cowboys fan after what you've seen through the first three games? No, I don't think I got any concerns. It's all positives, I think, at this point right here. You know, the big thing is the the defense, It's of course, they made an unbelievable turnaround under Dan Quinn. They cause turnovers. You know, they're certainly better. But the offense is the the the, the story. They're an elite offense. They, they, like you saw last night, they can change the way the other team has to play because they can put such pressure on you on the offensive side of the ball. A lot like the Chiefs or the Bucks or the Rams. It's hard to match up with them. You want to play man-to-man? You're not going to match up with all those receivers and tight end man-to-man. Somebody's going to be a mismatch. And then now we're seeing the run game get going as well. You know, that to me, and a two-headed monster at running back with Pollard and, and Ezekiel, not a whole lot of concerns. I mean, they're going to they're gonna win the NFC East, and they're going to be in the playoffs, that's for sure. Yeah, I just wonder about Mike McCarthy. This is, this well, is back-to-back yeah. games now where we've, we, you know. Do, do, does every team have a clock guy to help the head coach, Chris? Most teams do, yes. I, I don't know if I can say to every team, but I would think that, yeah, most – you know, I, I know most teams, at least a lot of the coach, head coach friends I'm with have that guy there to kind of be there, be the guy to look at, you should challenge this. Hey, think about these timeouts here. Yeah, that was a blunder at the end of the first half. I think that's where you're going with this, right? I mean, you know, hey, it's 20 to 7. Again, you have another chance to put one of the elite units of football on the field in your offense who has not been slowed down at all in the first half, and you could put a team away. You know, I was saying to Florio, bringing this up earlier today, I mean, how many, ga- how many games every week do we look at a, t- a game and go, this team's dominating, but they let this team hang around, and now they're going to lose the football game? And to me, yeah, McCarthy's a little bit of a liability with some of that clock management stuff. Three weeks in, uh, you all in on the Rams? I'm all in on the Rams. I am, 100%. I, I, you know, Dan, I picked the Rams to go to the Super Bowl. I did not expect it to look like it does this, you know, this, this good this quickly. That's for sure. But, yeah, fastest defense in football, really well coached, got studs that can make plays. And like we were just talking about on the offensive side of the ball, you know, with the, the Cowboys, matchup mismatches all over the football field, Stafford in a real offense with talent around them and a good offensive line. Yes, the Rams are going to be here to stay. They're going to be one of the top teams in football. What would you say to Chiefs fans? Ooh, I would say... You know, don't panic. It's one and two. It could easily be three and oh. I mean, it's mistakes and mistakes by them alone that are costing them football games. I mean, that's really the bottom line. You know, Mahomes, no look pass. Stupid. I mean, just throw the ball to the guy. He catches it. He's going to run in for a touchdown. You'd be up seven, nothing. You know, Tyree kill fumbles the next drive. Clyde Edward Hilaire fumbles the next drive after that. You know, the two blunders at the end of the, the Monday night game against the Ravens. So they got to, you know, just show teams that they can be patient while teams play these prevent, you know, we're not going to let up big play defenses and show that they can have the patience to just be surgical. Like, let's say, you know, Brady and the Patriots and 20 and, you know, his whole career where you just go, we can't just sit back and play umbrella defenses. They're going to pick us apart. It's going to be a 10-play, 80-yard drive for a touchdown. They just got to show they can do that. That'll bring some teams up again, and then you'll start to see more big plays down the field with Tyreek and company. Buccaneers go to New England. Yeah. What do you expect? Well, the Buccaneers are are clearly a, a class above the New England Patriots right now. And I, I just, I guess, 
I think New England can be a pain in the butt in the football game and hang around for a little bit, but I just don't know if their offense will be able to keep pace as good as I think the Patriots defense is. It's a real good defense. You know, the Bucks are they're special on that side of the ball. Brady's still got a laser for an arm. They can protect him. And, of course, you know, with all the weapons they got, I just have a hard time thinking that, you know, New England's going to be able to, with a rookie quarterback, keep pace and go on 10 plays, 80-yard drives consistently against the Bucks defense. You know, that's the issue with the, the Patriots right now. There's just no big playmaker. There's nobody that scares you. And, you know, Mac Jones isn't going to execute the offense to the capacity Brady did in his prime or anything like that. So they're kind of finding their way. They haven't run the ball as well. You know, I think they're a pain in the butt because Belichick's going to have a great game plan. But I, I ultimately think the Bucks win. Touchdown, 10 points, something like that. Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk Live co-host and analyst on Sunday Night Football. How did we come to the conclusion after three games that Ben Roth- Roethlisberger's done? Well, uh, uh, by watching the games, I think that's why. <laughs> what did people you know, expect, though? Well, th- that's why. I listen, Dan. I tried to tell people last year, and I got eviscerated by people in Pittsburgh when they were ten and zero, and I didn't tell big, I didn't put Big Ben as one of the ten best quarterbacks in football. I mean, they eviscerated me. You know, oh, what an idiot, Sims, hot take, bullcrap. No, just because you're ten and zero doesn't mean your quarterback's one of the ten best players in football. I mean, come on. You know, and it's it's been more of a disaster than I would have thought it it would have been, Dan. You know, again, yeah, they haven't been able to run the ball. You know, the protection's been solid, but not bad. And to me, it's just bad decision making, poor throws, like unrealistic, uh, unrealistic expectations of himself in the pocket that he thinks he's gonna pull off magic at times. I just I'm 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 shocked by how bad it's looked. You know, at the quarterback position there in Pittsburgh. The situation with Chicago, the Jets, the Jags with these quarterbacks, to me, this just illuminates why you were in the position to be able to take a quarterback because you're not a good team. And, and, you know, the Bears got Justin Fields a little bit later in the first round than, you know, what the Jets and Jags did. They're still a bad team. Just because you went a little bit later doesn't mean they're bad. They might have a little better defense, I guess. But that offensive line's not good. Jacksonville's offensive line is not good. And now you're having people saying, hey, you know, you should sit these quarterbacks. They're going to stunt their growth. And like what what changed from the beginning of the year everybody wants the new quarterback in there and i always say be careful what you ask for because yeah, well i mean yeah. like what do you think happens in these three situations is there any chance trevor lawrence maybe sits down for a game uh they don't have a legitimate backup for zach wilson and justin fields do you put him out there because the line isn't any good well listen if 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 they get broken, these guys, and it's like week six, and you're like, oh, no, they're overwhelmed, Like then you pick the wrong guy. I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, it, it, it's starting quarterback in the NFL. They've, they've dealt with some adversity, but I think your point's real. Like, too many people are trying to write the headline already about these guys and their careers, and we're three weeks in. Yeah, they're, it's, they're not good teams. The Jets got nothing on offense that, that scares you. No legit game-breaking receiver. The run game's average at best. Pass protection's been way below average. Just go by the look of what you see of the players. Don't hold them to, like, Mahomes or Tom Brady or Matthew Stafford standards right now. They're going to make mistakes. Like you said, the support system's not correct. 
You know, so yeah, within that, I, I'm more in just how does it look? Trevor Lawrence made a few plays in the game last week where I went, damn, there's only a few quarterbacks in the game that could make that throw or that play. Yes, I know he had some dumb rookie, rookie mistakes that go along with it, but he looks the part. He'll learn how to play and what he can get away with in situational football. And that goes with Zach Wilson too. I mean, again, what, what do people expect there? There's nothing like you you could put Brady and Mahomes on the jet Mahomes on the Jets. They're still going to be 0 and 3. They're still going to be 0 and 3. It does not matter. It's not them. So, to me it is just about continuing to give them confidence, protect them, don't fall in the trap of, "Oh, we're down. We got to throw it every play now and and try to make the game look respectable." No, there's got to be a fine line there of protecting your guy for the future, protecting the organization. But at the end of the day, I like the look of all of the guys. I do, and I am always in favor of playing them, get their lumps. Next year, there'll be a different guy, and there'll be a lot to learn from from this year. Well, their quarterbacks, because of their success, that it makes it tougher for those that follow, like Justin Herbert. Yes, sure. Justin Herbert looks like a veteran. Yes. Well, Dan, I would argue, like I always do with everything else, looks like a veteran, but come on, got to take over a team last year that was really a playoff caliber football team that just screwed up every big situation there was possible. Clock management, end of the game, field goals missed, whatever. But, you know, they haven't changed their team around much this offseason other than then they got two offensive linemen. That certainly helps out Justin Herbert. But it's still the same roster there. So, yeah, he was fortunate to get in a position where a team with Phillip Rivers and the year before Herbert was drafted underperformed. So they were better than their draft, you know, placement. Mahomes, of course, he got to take over the second best team in the AFC and they traded up from 27 to 11 to go get him. And he got so he has that benefit. Yeah, some of these other guys don't. And you're right. People just got to put that in perspective a little bit and just calm down and and they'll get the right support around these guys. And you'll see why they're picked number one and two. And, And that's what people have to understand, or at least in the back of their mind, keep reminding themselves because Dak Prescott goes to a Dallas team that had one of the best offensive lines in football. Right. Let me start there. We saw when Mahomes had no blocking in the Super Bowl, he was average. Right. Tom Brady can be average if you put pressure on him. Every one of these quarterbacks, there's not a quarterback that's played where you go, hey, got a terrible offensive line. We're going to the Super Bowl. Like it just doesn't (laughs) happen. And Justin Herbert has a great offensive line. Dak still has an elite offensive line. Uh, Drew Brees survived because he had a good offensive line with the Saints. Right. Brady always had good protection with the with the right. Patriots and the Bucs. I mean, it, it, this it's not rocket science. You know, you know no. that if you have a good offensive line, chances are if I put Justin Fields on, you know, put out you know throw out a team. If I put him in New England instead of Mac Jones, is he more successful? Absolutely, because he has a better offensive line there. But, yeah, you know, 100%. I just think people get caught up in the why isn't our guy, you know, the next Mahomes Mahomes with the Jets, as you point out, they'd still be winless. Yes, they would. It's just everybody, you know, we've, we've gotten in this era of just quarterback. That's the reason win or lose. And that's it. And, you know, I, I know you've heard me say this stuff before. You know, but come on. Yeah. Hey, quarterbacks can certainly cover some holes. Oh, the team's not playing their best today, but 
He's still awesome, so he'll make up for that. That's what a great quarterback does. He doesn't make a crapola team look amazing. That's not that's not possible. You got to have some sort of support system there. And you know, I just always these are what I always go back to. These are my lines when we get into this. Jared Goff went to the Super Bowl. I think everybody sees now he's not a top twenty quarterback in football. Never was. Never will be. They went to the Super Bowl. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl and beat the greatest quarterback of all time. It wasn't because of Nick Foles. The Eagles were really damn good. Peyton Manning on his last leg, 2015 Super Bowl. I mean, come on. It was like, let's just hope Peyton doesn't mess the game up. I mean, that's where we're at. I don't like saying that. He's, you know, arguably the greatest quarterback ever, too. But, you know, again, it is about the football team. And, and we're in this era right now where it's just quarterback, 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 quarterback. And if we win, it's the quarterback. If we lose, it's the quarterback. And there's just more to it. And it drives me crazy. All right. Well, glad I got you fired up. Good. Yeah. You did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great to talk to you as always. Thank you, Chris. You're the man, Dan. Tell all those. Guys, I said hello there. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Hey, guys. Chris says hello. Hi, Chris. <laughs> Hi, Chris. You jerks. Hey. You jerks. That's what I wanted to say. Hey, you can say that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, you jerks. I'll see you later. All right. That's Chris Sims. Pro Football Talk Live co-host NBC Sunday Night Football. You guys have been called worse. Called worse by better. Whoa. <laughs> yes, yeah, Sims. Whoa. Take that. Whoa. Take that. Not Whoa. sure what that means. Yeah. Take a break. Play the day next year on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. 
You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Searching for a job can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, nobody's on the other end, applications that vanish. It's time to find a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals, the local jobs expert that you can trust. They never charge a fee when they help you with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com, find the office nearest to you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with the help of Express Employment Professionals. And Express helps you find all kinds of jobs, manufacturing to logistics, customer service, accounting, and so many more. Getting an interview with Express can be as easy as a phone call. And with just one application, Express Employment Professionals will have you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Make your job search easier. Let the professionals help at Express Pros. Express Employment Professionals. It's your one connection for getting a job. Visit ExpressPros.com today and good luck. Oh my God. The play, the play, the play. of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Second and 10. Hurts in the gun. Goddard sets up right. Back to throw. Check down. Over the middle. Intercepted by Diggs. Right sideline 30. Diggs 20. Diggs house. Devontae Smith fell down. And Trayvon Diggs is the second Cowboy ever to intercept passes in the first three games of the season. It's Trayvon Diggs and Everson Walls and a touchdown. The pick six by Diggs, the first by a Cowboy since 2017. Byron Jones did it. That's courtesy of the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network, and that's your play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. You want to look like a million bucks but only spend a handful? Upgrade to a Dollar Shave Club. Six-blade razor, noticeably smooth shave thanks to their six precision-cut stainless steel blades. Find your perfect shave with Dollar Shave Club in stores. Let's decide on a poll question, McLevin. So I did put up uh, who is the most, uh, the best non-obvious contender in the NFC. And the Cowboys are number one at 42%. Mm. And right behind them are the Saints in the 30s. Nobody's believing in the Cardinals or the Panthers. Dallas has five games with 40 or more points at home since 2019. The most of any team in football. Green Bay and Tennessee are tied for second with four. But... Here they are scoring at least 40 points at home again. And if you're if you're able to just outscore your opposition, then it doesn't matter how good your defense is. Your defense can be average and you could still win those games. But you're seeing a, a different defense, a different defensive philosophy here. And you have a new defensive coordinator as well. And Dan Quinn so far is pushing all the right buttons there. But it helps when you have an offense 
if you score first, like the Eagles get that gift touchdown. And I thought, okay, how's Philadelphia react to this with Jalen Hurts? And what's Dallas do after, you know, you have the, uh, the strip sack for the touchdown with Fletcher Cox? And, and Dallas didn't really, you know, miss a beat. It was like, okay, yeah, all right, you got that. That's your gift touchdown of the night. And they were very methodical. They ran the football. I still think if you go back to what they did against the Chargers uh, the previous week, run the football. You know, establish yourself. You don't have to be a quick strike offense. Sometimes that can hurt you because your defense then is on the field more. And by the end of the game, that defense is gassed. But I take advantage of both of those running backs because Zeke is between the tackles and Pollard gives you that extra gear outside. And that's what I would be concentrating on. Run the football. Establish that. you got a good offensive line. Utilize that tight end. Then when you get play action, now you can take some shots down the field. And if you're able to do that, the defense makes the opposition one-dimensional. Therefore, it plays into Micah Parsons' strength and, uh, and Diggs' strength as well. That, that would be my philosophy if I'm the Dallas Cowboys. And look, I like that they went toe-to-toe with Tampa. They weren't outclassed by any stretch of the imagination. And that's Dak coming back after surgery in his first game. And you go opening night against the Buccaneers, beating the Chargers in Los Angeles. That's a big deal. Last night, I didn't expect much out of Philadelphia. We didn't get much out of Philadelphia. But Dallas can't afford to have those moments where – We're going to look at the outcome and go, how did they lose to them? Take advantage of the division. you got a soft schedule here until you face Kansas City and Kansas City. Build up those those win totals. Get get that number up so you're hosting a first-round playoff game. Yeah, Paul. I can't tell if you like the Cowboys or like like the Cowboys. I I liked liked them. Um, I, I, I like them. I don't like like them yet. I, I think the Rams are better, and I think Tampa's better. But I think they're better teams. And, you know, I, I've, got, I've got coaches who've gone to the Super Bowl. Not that Mike McCarthy didn't go to the Super Bowl, but, you know, Bruce Arians, uh, Sean McVay. I don't know. I feel more confident with them. You know, and I know Mike McCarthy's supposed to be an offensive-minded guy. I just need him to be a head coach at times. And we saw that with the you know clock management or lack thereof that nearly cost them with the Chargers. And then last night, just small things, small things. But yes, I do like Dallas. But I like them a lot more because they play in a bad division. Take advantage of that. Don't lose any of those games. Yeah, McClub. We confirm the analytics. Your statement that Dallas can beat teams by outscoring them checks out. That's okay, true. thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Wow. Okay. <laughs> no, I, was sitting, I was like, should I say that? Is Dan going to get mad at me? Oh, no. Absolutely. I, that was my Trent Dill for a moment. But you're, I, you meant that you could beat them in the shootout. Everyone yes. knew what you meant. No, no, no. It's fine. I deserve to get, get roughed up there. No. Who's going to argue with that? No. No one. No one. If you outscore the opposition, you're going to win. I like your chances of winning. We That's triple- what the Cowboys are trying to figure out right now. Yeah. How do we outscore the opposition every single game? To a man, you score more points, you win more games. Yeah. Like, what's, what's, there's no argument here. I mean, you finally got a healthy Dak Prescott. <laughs> I, I, let's go to Jimmy Jimerson and get his thoughts on the Dallas Cowboys win last night. Jimmy? <laughs> right now, the Cowboys' only chance of winning games is to score more points than the opposition. <laughs> That's what's important this season. Thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> to a man. To a man. QB1. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, Nick in California. Hi, Nick. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. Morning. Um, I want to uh, apologize to Fritzy. Uh, I didn't call in yesterday. I know he got roughed up by you guys. No faith in the Broncos. So I got two propositions for you. Okay. My, my first one is this. I know it's going to be a big game this week, Broncos against the Ravens. I will take a pie to the face if the Ravens beat the Broncos. But if the Broncos win, Fritzy gets to put a pie to your face. Wait, how am I involved in this? You give Fritzy no credit. You got no faith in Teddy Bridgewater. You got to give him a sun chance that he's going to perform this week. I don't even know if Fritzy has faith in Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, Fritzy, come on now. I feel very good about Teddy Bridgewater, but I am a little concerned about the playoff bet that I have with Paulie because weeks four through seven is going to tell a lot about Denver. Yeah, so Todd's not even sure that the Broncos are going to make the playoffs. Well, here's my second proposition. If the Broncos make it to the playoffs, Fritzy, I will take um, – if they don't make it to the playoffs, I will take another pie to the face on behalf of Fritzy. <laughs> okay. Sounds, sounds good. Thank you, Nick. Uh, so if the Broncos don't make the playoffs, then Nick gets a pie. I like to the that. Face. He's all in on the orange. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know why I have to take a pie to the face. <laughs> I don't know. If, I, I love Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think the Broncos are going to make the playoffs. There you go. Does right. that make me a bad person, Tom? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> uh, one hour in the books, two more to go. We're having too much fun. Take a break. Back after this, Seton Pauly, Fritz, and McLovin, yours truly. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.